Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Naturally Nino podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys. Um, so today I have a special name. Um, well, I have a special guest, and um, her name is Kristen Hutchison. She is a mom and wife by day, but she's a bartender and comedian by night, where she pours drinks and tells jokes or is solving people's problems with humor and brutal honesty. Over the past three months, she was hosting a live IG series called Kristen Being Kristen, where she shared stories of everyday people to help inspire others with positivity, humor, and believing in themselves. Hi, Kristen. Thank you again so much for coming on to my podcast. I'm really excited to have you on here. Um, do you want to say hi to everyone? Oh, hello, everybody, and thank you for having me, Nino. I'm so, so excited to be here. Thank you. Yes. Um, so I actually about, I would say maybe like two, three weeks ago, maybe even was on your series, Kristen being Kristen. Um, that was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, do you want to kind of like tell people more about it and like how it even, you know, started? Absolutely. Um, so I'm somebody who loves to talk and entertain people and I love everyday people's stories. And at the bar, that's what I do. I love connecting with people. And um, when Corona first hit, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with 30 days off. It turned into not, but at first I was like, okay, 30 days. So I was doing some writing because I've always wanted to um, write a book. And then um, one morning I got up and Gary Vaynerchuk was doing tea with Gary V. And I was like, ooh, I love this show. And so I request, I sent a question in and I got on. And he wow. kind of uh, do my own live show because I said, I miss talking to people that I love watching the show because it kind of reminds me of being at the bar and he goes, we'll do it tonight. Right. I just kind of jumped in and kind of figured out how to do a talk show nightly. And I just found really cool people to talk to on a nightly basis. And I had a different thing for different nights and I met so many great people and it gave people someplace to go for one hour a night to get away from the news cycle. And uh, it's been a really cool journey. Wow. What um, has been your favorite part about it? Oh, boy. Um, I think just hearing people's stories that people do things like some of my um, people that I've had on have overcome really hard obstacles. Mm -hmm. Some people that had a had a job and decided to just go after their passion and just kind of mm -hmm. and I'm always a big cheerleader. Yes. What they want. And I'm kind of like you and I are very similar people. We have we have a lot of different things going on in our lives. We don't really like talk. <laughs> I think I had a really fun conversation because I really connected to you because of um, the fact that you have a lot of different things that you've done in your life. I, and that's yeah. kind of how I, so that's probably one of the funnest things about it. I love that. I mean, yeah, even how we connected was interesting because I was really drawn to your energy and I followed Gary V also for quite some time, many years now. Um, I've even been to like one of his events. So and he brings on a ton of people, you know, and he does interviews on other people's channels as well. And for some reason, like, I remember that day when he had you on his channel and was like, oh, you need to follow this girl. Like, she's awesome and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he was telling you like what you have to do. And you're like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and then I remember like going onto your page and then watching some of those episodes that you were doing. I was like, wow, like I love her energy. Like she's so positive and like, like she's just, doing it and I love that and that's when I reached out to you and I was like hey like what do you think about collabing because I think this is yeah. awesome and I love the message that you're spreading and that's really what it's all about it's like connecting and interacting with one another and having 
you know, Instagram could be a good world or a bad world, depending on how you choose to use it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's with all social media. And exactly. I try, to, I try to find people like you and all the other people that I've had on the show. If you kind of tailor your feed yeah. to be full of like people, then you can kind of keep yourself in that zone because, you know, during yeah. her, everything going on in the world, it is not easy to stay positive and you almost no, feel it's guilty. not. Positive. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did too. I know what you mean. But you can't because you know what? Um, a lot of people are struggling anyhow. So you have to sometimes be the light to help other people because some people can't get out of the darkness. And if, I'm like, I, I got to try to help people as much as I can. And when I went back to work this past weekend, people were like, oh my God, Kristen, thank you so much. Like I paid attention to you while I was on Corona. You're like the only positive thing that I could tune into. So that made me feel good. You know, it's not always e easy to do, yes. but I try to like, and then, yeah. then if I, if I, it keeps me going. No, I 100% agree with you because that's such a good point because I think that when you are such a positive person and usually, you know, people that have been through some of the hardest things in their life end up being some of the most positive individuals. And I know I can definitely speak from experience and I'm pretty sure you can too to vouch for that. And I think that when things happen in the world, um, you know, we have learned how to take our hardest moments and find yes. some sort of positivity and light into them. An average yes. person, they don't do that. So to them, it, it, it almost seems as if we're ignoring the issues, we're ignoring the problems, we're not addressing what's happening. When in reality, we're actually doing the complete opposite. We're so highly super focused on what is happening that we're saying, this is really sucks. This is really hard, but you know what? I'm going to push through and I'm going to somehow force myself to smile. You know why? Because if I don't smile, something bad will happen. Yes. And I'm going to get into a really dark, dark space that I don't know if I'll come out of it. Yes. hundred percent. I always also think that one of the things I like to do because I am a bartender, I feel like I deal in the real world. So right. I the good and the ugly every day. Mm -hmm. So I are open to be able to handle the ugliness. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like I, de I face evil and the devil frequently. Like I push myself to read everything, whether it's good or bad, because right. how can I, how can I learn? I, Cause you have to learn how to adapt in society. So right. when something happens, it's not that I'm not outraged by it, but I'm like, okay, there's a lot of things that I'm outraged by, you know, if I, I have to kind of project myself into and protect myself a little bit so that I can keep living my own life fix the things that I can fix, be the best person I can be in my immediate circle, and then figure out how I can do things on the bigger scale. Everyone always wants to just jump in for the biggest thing, but you can't build the biggest building the first day. You can't be the best. Right. You have to take it in small stages. So for me, I just kind of try to prioritize it and figure out, okay, how am I going to adapt to this? What can I do to help in the, in the now? And for me, mm -hmm. what I can help in the now is try to help people come out of the darkness and lead them to the light and then kind of like let everybody heal and adapt. I love that so much. And I know, so I know we spoke about this a little bit uh, when I was on your channel, but I'd love for you to also touch on this on my podcast. Cause so I know you're a bartender, um, but you don't drink. <laughs> and I like when you, when I found that out, I was like, no way. Like, how is that even possible? Like, you know, what do like people say when you even interact with them? And also why in the world would you be a bartender if you don't drink? <laughs> okay, so I at a young age, I drank from like 15 to 20. You know, like yeah. you're 
That's all oh, you yes. do. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I was there at that same age. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was a feisty kid. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood that was more of a working class neighborhood. And Boston is very judgmental. Like, everybody wants to know where you grew up, where you went to school. Mm-hmm. They always categories so I always had a chip on my shoulders I came from a working class neighborhood and people always trying to put me down right and I've gotten a little bit of a disagreement with a couple boys at a cake party one night and uh so the next day I looked at my mom I'm like I think I'm gonna stop drinking she goes that's the smartest thing I ever heard you say wow (laughs) the time I just self-awareness like I know myself really well yeah and 20 years old realizes like if I don't stop this now this is probably going to be an ugly world like most people go through another five to ten years of like slamming their face off the ground a couple times getting you know doing something really bad so then um I turned 21 and I love to dance so then I can go Mm -hmm. clubbing and go clubbing I just never really went back to drinking right but I wanted to be an actress originally so when I wanted to move to York I knew that that was a great way to make money so the Mm -hmm. service service industry because of that and then I wow yeah, and then after I didn't stay in New York, I came back, married my husband, and I just kept bartending because I fell in love with the job in itself because, I don't know, you're around people every day. You get to talk to people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. It's that made money. You were in, a, you were in an um, environment where there was music and entertainment. So, you know, so it was kind of like the best of both worlds. I got to pretend I was at the bar having fun, but I was mm-hmm. actually getting paid. There. Right. I know the next day. <laughs> I love that. I actually didn't know that. I mean, yeah. how, what is it like, you know, cause as a bartender, I'm sure you work a lot of the night shifts. So mm-hmm. once you started having kids, how did you, um, learn to like adapt? And I guess like with your schedule and things like that. Um, well, I always say that I, um, I'm sleep deprived. So I just said, Hey, I'll sleep. When I-. <laughs> so that's the only thing that was different. But I mean, as a mom, you already don't sleep anyhow. So right. I, I was actually kind of prepared for motherhood because you know, I was already up late at night. You know, I already right. already fell asleep anyhow because I'm a very busy person. Like, even when I was bartending and I didn't have my own kids, I had my sister's kids during the day. So I was like, her. <laughs> I'm, I've never slept, so I was actually prepared for it. So that actually was the easiest thing. Um, also, it was really great because my son never went to daycare. It was oh, me during. Oh yeah. So he was always with me, my husband, or family. So mm-hmm. it was kind of worlds, and that's how I wound up bartending as long as I have because so in a way you actually won because you got to spend more time with your children Mm -hmm. yeah wow that's incredible that's great because you know it was me during the day with him he had his cousin so I'd have like I always had like so many kids with me I only have Mm -hmm. one of my but I always had like three kids or four kids like everyone always was with me because I just had so many of them and then I would go to work at night and then so I just have a lot of energy so that's why I think I can fast I love it. How do you have so much energy? Oh, I think, I think part of it is because I don't drink. And I mm-hmm. always joke that I think I'm chemically imbalanced opposite of everybody else. Like uh-huh. I, I literally, <laughs> and my mom joke about how um, I should go find like, a, like somebody in like a, a lab to do my DNA because I think I'm better than Red Bull. And I think I can make a lot of money if I had my own pill called Crazy K. And um, that's, that's hilarious. Cool. And I literally work with people that are like half my age and I'm like, da, 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 and they were all like, can I take a break? Can I sit down? And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, energy person. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not, I don't know what it is. That is so, what about coffee? Are you into coffee? Yeah, I definitely love coffee, but I try to only do like one a day. And then if I'm going to work, I'll do it at night. Like I'll drink it like halfway through my shift because we have to yeah, work. Yeah. 
So I'll drink it like a little bit later on the way in, like at like six. I'll try to have one at like six or seven. I won't have one in the morning. Do you think you always had like a bunch of energy? And then when you used to like drink, would it kind of like slow you down? And then when you stopped drinking, you feel like you regained a lot of it? Yeah, I think drinking makes me tired. That's one of the reasons I don't drink now. It'll, I'll just like, I'll fall asleep at a table. It just makes me sleepy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also, I think I might actually be a little bit allergic to it. Cause I think sometimes when I do try to go out and have a drink, it almost feels like my chest gets heavy. It's almost like the sugar in it or something doesn't agree with my system. Yeah. But yeah. Like gin. So I will have an occasional cocktail, for like, you know, a special occasion or something like that. But, um, I think that's one of the reasons I have so much energy because, um, I'm just always crystal clear, you know, right. like, like, um, you know, I go, I have my routine. I eat, I eat what I want to eat, but I don't eat really bad. I, I eat pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think when you don't drink, you don't have the hangovers. I think, I think that's the thing when you get older. Yeah. It's, and it takes time I, to recruit. That's what I don't like. I don't like hangovers. I don't like the headache. <laughs> you know what I mean no I totally relate and and I think that's why it's like so funny that's why I I do relate to you a lot because I started going out and partying and drinking at a really young age also when I was like 14 years old up till like I was like 20 21 22 maybe even and then after like I think what ends up happening is especially when you started drinking at such an early age and I'm talking like and like heavy drinking right because like you're going out to parties all the time and you get you, you kind of get over it because by the time you turn 21 you're just like well, I mean it's really not like to you know for me it wasn't that much of an excitement because I'm like I've been drinking since I was 14 so and then the money you're like what yeah <laughs> I'm like now it's yeah exactly and then um I think I might I don't remember I, I might have mentioned it to you actually that I'm um not drinking anymore as of recently and I will definitely say that I have been feeling a lot more clear and regaining a lot more of my energy. Not that I was heavy drinking or anything, but I was yeah. still having, let's say, maybe a glass or two of wine a week, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like on the regular, or sometimes even I would get a bottle of wine and like, my husband's not a heavy drinker, but like, I'll be like, oh, I want to have a glass of wine with dinner today. Or, you know, I want to have another glass of wine with dinner today. And you know, you do that every day. And I have, I feel like I almost have the same thing you have where like, when I drink alcohol, it honestly, I feel like I go into like this sleepy mode and (laughs) like, I can't even finish watching a movie or like my energy goes away. Or even if I drink, if, and if I drink too much, it's like, I become a completely different person. And lately, like, you know, we've been going like to see friends and things like that slowly. And we haven't been drinking. And I'm like, you know, I was like, I'm kind of really liking this. Cause like, I remember everything that happened. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I'm like, I, yeah, I totally agree with you on that because I feel like that's also my decisions are so easy for me because I haven't yeah. really know like what I like, what I don't like. It's just, it's instant for me. I don't exactly. Know people always like, God, like I, sometimes I'm a little bit, like I, I scare people sometimes <laughs> so direct with certain information, but it's like, it's crystal. It's so clear to me sometimes, you know what I yes. mean? And, so and do you think sticking also to like a routine, I guess, cause you've like been like this for so many years is like 
what helps you stay healthy then, even though you're surrounded in, in an environment that is obviously like very much like, you know, getting all these like cheap meals and like having the alcohol, like, cause that you're, you're actually surrounded by it every day almost. I'm surrounded by alcohol, I'm surrounded by like French fries and bad food. And it's kind of yeah. funny. A couple, I know that we were talking about diet, uh -huh. a couple, having some health issues. And the doctors couldn't figure it out. And I was getting so frustrated. And I always have to solve the problem. So I was right. like, I'm going to something knows what is going on. So I was getting highs and digestive issues. And um, they wanted me to take all these different things. I'm like, I'm not taking those things. Those will make me so tired. Like, yeah. they wanted me to tear it in and, and something else every oh day. And I'm like, I was like, who that every day for the rest of their lives? Right. So I found a doctor. And he was like, okay, we're going to, he went like two hours of sitting down and going through everything. And he's like, no gluten, no sugar for 30 days. And I looked at him like, dude, are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Drugs. I'm like, now I got to give up like pasta. Bread. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize how much sugar I took in in a day. Like I don't really eat bad. And everyone in my right. car was like, oh my God, Kristen, if he thinks you're bad, can you imagine what they think about all of us? Cause like they all, you know. Right, 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 right. But you know, I eat cheeseburgers. So, um, I went the gluten-free, sugar-free for two years, and boy, like, the first- Oh, it changes your life. First two weeks, I was going to kill somebody. I was like, <laughs> I had- That was so- But then, like, once I got over that hump, and I got really clean eating, dude, I was like, my energy, like, my energy was even better, and I yeah. felt- My body felt great. Like, I lost, like, nine pounds. I'm like, damn, this is pretty good, but <laughs> it was difficult, though, because- Sugar is snuck in everything. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's not sugar, they put a different name. Mm -hmm. And you can't eat it. Like, you lied. This is sugar-free. But I didn't do the gluten-free section. Like, when I went gluten-free, sugar-free, I pretty much went, like, almost all whole food. Just, like, I real food. I love that. Right, right. What's the point? Like, if I'm going I know. I'm not a fan of alternatives either. It just makes yeah. no sense to me. And, and you know what, all those alternatives, they end up putting some other stuff in there and you're just like, okay, yeah. well, that's like 10 times worse than the original thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I fell off the wagon, but I'm trying to get back on it because no, yeah. yeah it, well, it's, I mean, listen, you can only be so perfect, right? We're all human. I mean, yeah. I gave up sugar and gluten like 10 years ago, maybe like a really long time ago. And I also had the worst, the worst, um, like withdrawals from sugar ever. Like it is literally a drug and it is, but once you get over that hum, you feel yeah. incredible. But it's funny because like last, so, okay. So last summer we went on a road trip and I was like, you know what? Like I'm so good all the time. And I remember we went out to a restaurant and my husband got fried pickles and I'm like, I, I just want a piece. Like, I just want yeah. some, right? And I'm like, how bad could it possibly be, right? So I, most of the pieces that I took, I took the crumbs off of it and I yeah. basically just ate a hot pickle. Yeah. And then the other pieces, I'm like, whatever, I'll just eat the whole fried pickle because it's just like so good. And like, you know, like whatever, like it's okay for me to have like a few pieces. Okay. I had a few pieces. When I tell you my face broke out, <laughs> So much. Yes. Like I haven't seen my face with that many, like that much acne in so long. I felt so miserable about myself and I'm just yes. like, and I felt like also like not good and just like, what is going on with me? 
And it's because I also forgot that aside from those breadcrumbs having gluten in them, they have dairy in them. Mind yep. you, I haven't ate dairy for like over 10 years. So, so I'm so like, oh my yeah. God. Like, and then that was just an example of like, you don't realize how much those things affect your body until you eliminate them and then reintroduce them to really yes. see how much they affect you because you grow up on it. You don't like, you know, like my parents fed me everything and it's not that they didn't care. It's just, they didn't know any better, right? Like they thought that they were doing the right job. Like, you know, like they're immigrants and like, that's just part of our diet, like yeah. cheese and bread and <laughs> butter and mayo and sour cream. <laughs> it's delicious stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is true though. You fall off and you eat it. You're like, Oh, I just, you feel so heavy and you feel so sick after. And you're like, why did I do that to myself? You know, yeah. get myself back on track. Cause I was not good during quarantine whatsoever. No, but it's okay. You can get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so uh, one other thing I actually did want to ask you about. Um, so I know you, you also do like a little bit of stand-up comedy, right? Yes, I do. So that's kind of funny how that happened. So a couple of years ago, I was like, all right, what am I going to do next? So I don't want to bartend for the rest of my life. I'm in my mid-40s. And this tied into when I started watching Gary Vee. I really wanted to be a speaker. But uh -huh kind of hard because they always want to put you into a niche and I hate niches like, I hate yes. like I was like, why this and I'm like I don't know don't put a don't put a label on me I'm Kristen <laughs> and so I was like I just want to help everybody so I was kind of like, all right so then I started reading different articles like how you get into speaking and and someone's like oh when I was going to do speaking I did everything I could I did I did um you know Toastmasters I did comedy I did, I'm like comedy I loved comedy when I was a kid I used to perform all the time and I was like they'll give you a microphone yes that's what I'm going to do so <laughs> One night, and my husband goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm going to do comedy. And he's like, all right. So I just got up on like an open mic one night and people laughed. And I don't really, um, it's kind of funny because I'm not a traditional comedian. Like uh -huh. I was never, so I just kind of talk from my heart and kind of right. tell like stories. So I'll kind of say, ah, oh, you know, marriage, blah, blah, blah. Like I like my husband, da, da, da. Or I'll, or I'll say like kids come in the bar and they do this. And so I kind of like, guess, kind of talk from my own heart and, um, so yeah, I've been playing with that for a couple of years and it's kind of fun where things happen for me. I kind of jumped in and I'm the type of person that just walks up and talks to anybody when I'm at a night. I'll be like, uh -huh. oh, hey, like, where do you guys go for open mics? Like, I'm always want to know, like, how do you do it? Like, where do you go? And um, I went to a one night, I had like an open table discussion with an older comedian that was for a bunch of people to teach you how to get into it. Mm -hmm. And I walked up, I go, hey, you know, I really have some older material. I think I would do better at like your type of group. Do you think I could do five minutes one night? And he looked at me like, well, let me see what you do. And he checked my videos out. And um, so one night I went to go see him perform with like another really big Boston comedian. Uh -huh. So he goes, go on stage for five minutes, just on the, on the spot. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. So I go, just, I'm like, oh my God, he's putting me on for five minutes. And like, there's like a, 150 people in the room, 200 people in the rooms. And I was just going oh there to watch. God. I go and I jump up there and I tell a bunch of jokes and like, the other comedian, uh, his name's Lenny Clark, and the other guy's Johnny Peasy. Lenny Clark's a Boston legend, and um, he's been on Rescue Me and a bunch of other things. And he's uh -huh. like, he liked this joke about lasagna, and he goes, "Oh, that was a good joke, lasagna. Oh, so funny." And then they kind of just started like helping me out and like putting me on their shows a lot. And then wow. I was out for a little while, and then Corona hit, and then got into the the talk show. So now like my brain's kind of thinking a lot of different things right now. So I'm trying to figure out like what I'm writing right now. So it's kind of interesting. I love that. Well, I guess, so what are you, what are you working on now? Like, what's the goal? Like, you know, 
Yeah. Um, well, I just went back to work. Like we're we're trying out the bar and seeing like what's uh-huh. working hours we're going to do so we just tried two nights the other night um this week's fourth um, of july so we'll take a break mm-hmm. and then we'll come after that so i'm going to be back three nights a week there so now i have to get in my juggle mode so my live show on instagram is only going to be wednesday nights so i'm just okay. going to do what's up wednesday and kind of just maybe bring a guest on sometimes sometimes i might just talk mm-hmm. um try to start doing some writing so i'm going to try to start getting this book out of my head and on paper and I love uh, that uh, a, probably a podcast. I'm going to take some of the people that I've had conversations with before mm-hmm. and I haven't had the opportunity to have a conversation with and kind of put into a podcast format, but also um, a video and audio so I can have it like in multiple platforms mm-hmm. and what people are digging, you know, because um, I just want to keep having stories of people. I think there's so many interesting everyday people. Yes. And I know when you do a podcast, you can get a lot more clicks if it's a, it's a well-known name. But I think there's so many cool people doing amazing things. And I just love like let somebody hear a cool story because you never know what's going to connect to somebody else that's sitting at home. And that's what I love. I just love maybe brightening up somebody else's day or maybe someone saying, oh, I could do that. Or, oh, now I'm going to try. And to me, that just feels so good when someone emails you the next day and says, ah, Kristen, I'm trying because you tried. I'm like, that's all I wanted to hear. So that's I am so looking forward to your book and I think that you would have such a killer podcast because well you love to talk obviously and talk about stories and I think that it would do so well so I'm definitely going to be looking forward to that and plus it's like a lot easier for people to rewatch if they ever wanted to and just like also archive your uh you know the conversations that you have with all these people. I mean, that's also part of the reason why I even started my own podcast. So, you know, I don't think it's about um, finding a celebrity or someone who's super successful to be on your podcast. I think it's really just about like featuring awesome people in everyday life doing yep. awesome things and like, you know, sharing their stories. Because like you said, like, someone might be listening to this podcast and something that you said is going to resonate with someone. And to me, like that alone is everything. And that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, or at least my personal belief is that I don't care who you are. I don't care Mm -hmm. if you're a celebrity. I don't care if you're the president. I don't care if you're a janitor. I don't care who you are. It's about what kind of person are you and Mm -hmm. what are you doing for the world? Right. I totally agree. Other thing I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to bring real authentic conversation back because there's yeah. so much discussion right now. And I'm like, are we going to really do dialogue or are we going to do dialogue? Yeah. It's dialogue. I mean, we get in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm so holes barred and like, if people understand that and I, that's what I love about when it's in the bar because people let their guard down and it's a real conversation. Like, yeah, they say what they want. They don't right. think twice. Yeah. And the thing, I think it's important because I think, we're really missing that, that it's, it's getting to the point that we're missing that. We're really like have a dialogue. Mm-hmm. I want the dialogue to be one direction. And I'm like, well, that's not a dialogue. Having like discussions in terms of opinions is a dialogue. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to go home and Google that or look that up or do my own research. You're supposed to expand your brain having a conversation, not just have your own talking points thrown back at you. So I'm yep. kind of looking to kind of get back to a, I don't know. I'm not a really big fan of cancel culture. I'm not a big fan of political correctness. I'm kind of more no. a fan honest and authentic because I think as long as your heart's coming from a good place then that's how we learn so you know yes. what I mean I think that real conversation it doesn't have doesn't mean you're mean it just means that hey we're going to get into some stuff and yeah. like let's let's 
kind of see where you came from because everybody has a different experience. And I think that's what makes the world so interesting. Yes, different. 100%. You know what I mean? Yes, 100%. I am all for that. I, I love when people speak their minds and that's the whole point. Even like when I bring guests onto my podcast, I'm like, don't hold back. You know, because sometimes people will ask me, they're like, so who's your audience like? And I'm like, um, everybody. I was like, right. and you shouldn't even think about that. Like, that like don't don't even who cares who there there is no audience like like it's just us like just I want to hear exactly what you think and that's I agree because that's what it's about love it that's what I think is so great that's why people like you and me and all these other people that are doing these it's going to be good because it's going to have those conversations open up it's going to make people drop their 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 little their little uh personas or their masks you know what I mean (laughs) be yourself yeah. Be themselves. That it's just makes life so much more interesting. And it's like the best, it's, it's such a freeing feeling too. Like, I feel like when you finally get into your own skin and um, you kind of just like take ownership of like, when you finally realize, shit, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, it's okay if I'm not. <laughs> like, so- why did I create this like, thing in my head for that for so many years especially like when you're a teen like that I was trying so hard to keep this image to be perfect and this and that and and whatever and then you know once you start living life and you know things get crazy and and life happens and you realize you're not perfect and you're just like wait why why am I feeling guilty for not being perfect so true that was actually my my quote I did a quote the other day that said um I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to, I'm just always me. And I think that's such an important message because a lot of people are trying to say like, oh, I'm unapologetically me. And then two minutes later, like, um, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, oh, like, don't yeah, apologize. Like, don't apologize. apologize. I feel that way. But yeah. <laughs> but I stand by what I said. It's okay. You don't have to always like, I'm not ever going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. And you exactly. Have to feel, you know, if you're doing comedy, you have to have that attitude because listen, not everybody has that toughness. Yeah. Yes. You're going to go up on some stages and they're just going to stare at you. Yeah. And you're like, well, that was, but you just got to, you got to go through that. And it's the yeah. same thing, you know, on the social media, it's, it's hard sometimes because, you know, you just want to say what you want to say. And sometimes you press, you know, you press the send button and you're like, oh my God, but you have to just be like <laughs> that. And, um, I'm just always just try to, I'm like, you know, I have a good heart but I'm always going to be me. And that's just how it's going to be. That's why it's Kristen being Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Um, Kristen, before we wrap up, um, where can people find you? So the best place that I do most of my content at the moment is Kristen being Kristen on Instagram. It's I N. And then um, my YouTube channel is the same name. I'm in the process of like going through all of the interviews I've done for the past three months. And I'm going to start like adding those on there. And then when I get everything else, on phase two, I'll be putting a lot more content there. So I'm going to try to find some that's really good. I'm not techie. So I got to yeah. try to find something that can kind of help me organize it a little bit better. <laughs> so like playlists can be in there nice and neat. So I'm teaching myself um, editing and all that as I go along. So Kristen being Kristen on um, Instagram, YouTube, and um, yeah, that's it for now. Well, thank you. And I'll make sure to leave a link to everything um, so that people can follow you. And thank you again so much for coming onto my podcast. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for bringing your light and positivity. It's always so fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me and have a good night.
<laughs> Thanks. And thank you everyone for tuning into the Naturally Nino podcast. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.